Last week, we had some discussions about checkpoint videos on YouTube where activists go through unconstitutional checkpoints in their car and challenge the state agents about their rights. That led us to discussion about the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment in the Bill of Rights has been one of the most violated parts of the Constitution in America over the last decade. It seems like the government finds new ways every day to violate the rights the Fourth Amendment tries to protect. So I want to spend a couple of lessons talking about the topic. To sum up the Fourth Amendment, just remember it is the part of the Constitution that mainly deals with unreasonable searches and seizures, warrants, and probable cause. We've learned about each of these in earlier lessons, but I'll do my best to review and help you understand what each of these ideas means. The first part of the amendment says that the government may not violate our rights to keep our houses, papers, and effects safe and secure from unreasonable searches and seizures. That's a mouthful, so let's try to break it all down. Simply put, what it means is that the government agents, like the police, cannot just come into your house, read your mail, look through your text messages on your phone, search your car, your backpack, or your pockets, just because they want to or because they have a hunch that you might have broken a law. To give you an idea of the kinds of government actions the amendment is supposed to protect you from, let's consider some examples. If the police pull us over for speeding, they are not allowed to also search our car to see if we are carrying anything that is illegal, unless we give them permission. The police cannot search through your backpack just because they catch you jaywalking. The police cannot seize or take away your iPhone just because they catch you trespassing, which is being on someone's private property without their permission. The Fourth Amendment was written to help keep your private things private, to keep the government from taking your possessions, and to keep them out of your house. The Fourth Amendment doesn't protect us from all searches and seizures, just unreasonable ones. Unreasonable reasons the police cannot use to search us are what race we are, how we're dressed, because they think we look suspicious, because they have a hunch we did something wrong, or we are in the bad part of town. Police are allowed to do a pat-down of the outside of a person's clothing, sometimes called a terry pat. If they have a suspicion a person may have committed a crime, and they may have a weapon on them, they are allowed to pat down the person or frisk them, but are not allowed to put their hands inside clothing, such as reaching into a pocket. The second half of the Fourth Amendment says that if a government agent wants to search us, our belongings, or our house, they have to get a warrant from a judge and have probable cause that we have committed a crime. They must swear to the judge what the reason is that they want to search us, and the warrant must list exactly who is to be searched, where they will be searched, and what they are looking for. Also, to arrest us or seize us, as the Fourth Amendment says, a police officer must have a warrant from a judge or have probable cause that we have committed a crime. A warrant is simply a legal document written by a judge that gives a police officer permission to search or arrest us. Probable cause is a term used to describe information that a police officer must have that makes him suspicious that we have committed a crime. Just having a hunch or a suspicion is not enough to be considered probable cause. The police must have facts that they can point to that makes them suspect a crime was committed. An example might make it easier to understand. If the police pulled over a driver for speeding, 
and they saw that the driver had several diamond necklaces on the passenger seat with price tags still on them, it might look suspicious, like maybe the necklaces were stolen. But if they don't have any other facts that point to the necklaces being stolen, they cannot get a warrant and search the car. But imagine this. A jewelry store was robbed, and the owner of the store told a police officer that a man about 6 feet 5 inches tall and weighing over 300 pounds held up the store at gunpoint and escaped with diamond necklaces and a small brown paper bag. A few minutes later, less than a mile away from the jewelry store, the police officer pulls over a car for speeding. The driver is about 6 feet 5 inches tall and weighs about 300 pounds, and on the seat next to the driver is a small brown paper bag and a couple of diamond necklaces with the price tag still attached. Though the police officer did not see the robbery itself, the driver matches the description of the robber and has the property that the jewelry store owner says was stolen. The police officer has probable cause to arrest the driver. He can point to facts that show that the driver probably committed the crime. The Fourth Amendment should put lots of limits on the power the government has to search us, enter our homes, and arrest us. But the federal and local government ignores more of these limits all the time. The federal government runs secret courts called FISA courts with judges who approve all requests the police make. Even locally, when the police ask for a warrant, judges often issue them without examining the facts to be sure there is probable cause. Sometimes the police act without a warrant, and judges usually back them up, even when they are wrong. In the next lesson, I'll discuss some of the many ways that the government violates the Fourth Amendment.